magic has me in its spell That old black magic that you weave so well Those icy fingers up and down my spine The same old witchcraft when your eyes meet mine The same old tingle that I feel inside And then that elevator starts to ride And down and down I go Round and round I go Like a leaf that's caught in the tide I should stay away But what can I do? I hear your name And I'm a flame A flame with such A burning desire That only a kiss Can put out the fire For you're the lover I've waited for The mate that fate Had me created for And every time Your lips meet mine Darling, down and down I go In a spin, loving the spin I'm in Under that old black magic called love Greetings and blessings Welcome to Everyday Magic With uh, Nadia Amunet Uh It's a blessing for us to have her with us. She did call me early and let me know that um, she had to go in an emergency to see about her mother. So we are going to send out the energy of prayer, send out the energy of light. All of us can just close our eyes right now and just send out the energy of love. And we could do it with the love clap, you know, sending out the energy of love to Nadia, to her mom, who is going through a very hard challenge in her life. And I know that it's a hard challenge because I am also going through the same type of life development, Ashe. So... Hold Nadia's face in your head and send love to her. Just emanate the, for me, the love clap sends the love. For you, you could just hold your hands out and just send love. And we really got to get on sending love to all of our people and getting our planet free from the bullies the kidnappers, the rapists, the crazy-ass people. We need to get them out and gone. Ashe, I see Psychic Surgeon has their hand up. Greetings and blessings, Psychic Surgeon. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Can you hear me okay? Yes, Ashe. Fabulous. How are you? Uh, you know what? I have no complaints. I am doing magnificent. That's awesome. That is the best we can hope for, baby. I say, um, that's what I'm saying. 
I, I was just wondering um, if you were doing readings tonight and if you were, if you picked up anything around me. Well, I particularly wasn't doing readings, but I do um, pick up some energy around you, um, like ancestors trying to keep you from getting into something really crazy, but um, you need to uh, call Nadia uh, right now. um, Today is May 1st, and you're so funny that you should call and ask for reading because I'm actually starting to read based on this uh, energy that came back once the retrograde uh, Mercury went back. So oh, okay. I was to do readings, and I want to say to you that um, if you would allow the grandness that is in your ori, in your head, to come forward and to live who you want to be and, and what you want to say to the world, what you want to do with the world, that it would be so magnificent of you, you would just... Um, Take whatever the spirit has given you in terms of skills and talents, and you will be worldwide. So you just gotta focus on your energy. I try, you know. Most of the time, most of the time, I think I do okay. Um, I get slowed down every once in a while, mostly by myself. Um, usually, if I hit a block, uh, nine times out of ten, it's probably me. I would have to put my hands up and say, you know. Um, I'm probably, if anything gets in my way, it probably is me. So, um, but I apologize. I just, I saw your, I saw you in the listings and, um, I saw the mediumship and I know that a lot of people do readings on here. So I thought I would be cheeky and just jump on cause I really liked what I saw. And when I heard your voice, I really liked it. So, um, thank you very much for the info. Okay, well, let me just tell you this, Psychic Surgeon, if you could stay online with us. Uh, yeah. What I want to do is I want to share that tomorrow we are participating in Iwa Puele, which means uh, good character or gentle character on the earth, to pray about these 214 girls that have been stolen out of their um high school or preparatory school in Nigeria. And we really, as women, come together and use our power that is unseen. It's only ours. We are the ones that have it. We maintain this power. And at 12 o'clock noon tomorrow, to pray for the release of these young women and for... Mother Goddess, to show her mercy and power to expel these men from the planet, you know, to keep them from doing crazy things like this again. Yeah. That was my sentiment, expel them from the planet. But, of course, anybody to die. That would move from the gene pool, doesn't it? Yeah. Anybody to die. If I had a ship, I'd take all their asses and send it to the moon or someplace much more inhospitable and be like enjoy people like that you you really can't call them people can you anybody who does that you know 
something something's gone very very wrong very wrong that's way more than I got a mommy issue um something's gone very very wrong well, I when, think that think they're entitled that's the thing though isn't it it's amazing to me when you look around at people this sense of entitlement that we have developed and that we foster in people takes my breath away because we do shit that just you couldn't even write to each other and then we walk around talking about how enlightened we are and how advanced we are and it it doesn't match it doesn't marry up at all does it because if you're in any way advanced in any way enlightened even if you were just aware of what the word enlightenment meant then you do not do shit like this you don't come along and take 212 girls and terrify them and give them a situation that they will never be able to unremember, that they will never be able to forget, because now their lives are irrevocably changed, no matter what. And they're selling that. As a matter of fact, here comes our hostess, Nadia, Goddess Nadia, and she's going hey, to... ladies. Uh, yes. Hi, yeah. Sorry I'm late. I have a lot going on over on this end. So I'm calling, and I don't know how long I'm going to be able to stay. But, um, again, I apologize for my tardiness. And, um, I'll, you know, I'll join in, but you ladies continue. Because I'm, you know, from just a little bit I heard, I I definitely agree. So, um, you know, I'll join in, but you ladies continue. Well, you know, we were talking about the um, the situation where the 214, matter of fact, I have the, um, the thing listed on, um, on the, it, it's, it's actually on the, um, I had it. Yeah, because I think originally it was 234, and they claim that some have been recovered. Um, right. I'm not quite sure when what that number happen? is. When did it happen? Two weeks it ago. April 16th. You know what's really sad? You, this is what pisses me off beyond anything, is I have, like, on my phone, I'm, I'm from New York, but I live over in the U.K. Um, I've been here for about 13 years. And on my phone, I've, I've got one of those iPhone things. So you can get, like, applications for different things. So I've got all kinds of different news applications because I'm not a big TV person, but I like to know what's going on, so I try to keep up with, like, current stuff. So I've got a good probably 15 different news applications. I haven't had anything come through about this at all, not a peep. How can that not be important? When 200 and anything people get harmed, or to, how is that not big news? I don't understand that. Exactly. I didn't hear it's anything. Not, it's not big news. It's horrific. It's poor black women, poor Nigerian women. You know, the value of black women is very low in the eyes of the society. Mm. And only we can take back our value 
by um, all coming together and saying, hell no, y'all ain't going to just take babies off the street. No, it's not okay. It's not okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not okay at all. I, I just find that really, really, really sad. I haven't heard anything about that at all. And I think part of it is, I don't think it's, you know, I think we just become desensitized to so much, haven't we? doesn't matter what kind of shit happens now. We're just like, yeah, I know, it's really horrible, but i got to get to Starbucks because they're closing in 15 minutes. We don't actually stop and pay attention to what's going on anymore. The last time anybody stopped and looked at a big thing was when a bunch of small, white, blonde children got shot in Connecticut a couple of years ago, and then people were like, this is really bad. This happens every single day. The fact that it happened in a beautiful little suburb suddenly made it a big vocal deal. But this is huge. This is 200 and something human beings who've been collected and nobody's talking about it. There's something wrong with it. Something very, very wrong. Very wrong. So I, I'm definitely, um, I didn't mean to hijack everything, sorry, with my rant. Um, but I will definitely um, join in your prayer tomorrow because, you know, it's needed, obviously, in a big, big way. It is very needed. We definitely need to have, you know, our voices linked together. We share only, you know, decades ago that you know, of uh, feeding them so careless and kidnapping them, Russian women. I mean, it's women all over the world. It's women everywhere, isn't it? Hello? Hello? Am I, can you hear me, Ida? Yes. Oh, okay. Hold on one moment. Because uh, I had gotten disconnected from you guys, and I called back, and then I tried to speak, and I was like, it's on mute. So hold on one sec. Okay. Um, you know, this topic was so important to me, to because initially I had intended for tonight to be on the what I consider to be the unsuspecting magician. You know, those who implement certain things regarding the craft every day in their life and they're absolutely unaware or they don't give that particular uh, action credit, you know, for what it really is. But, you know, I was so moved with what was going on. And then I realized that in a way it was tied to tonight's intended topic because we as parents, just as people in general, I guess you could say those of us who feel a connection to our children, and I mean children of the world, we do have power. You know, we're not absolutely powerless in this situation, us, uh, those of us that are spiritual pra- practitioners. There are things that we can do for our daughters who have been kidnapped, who have been stolen. And, you know, I wanted somehow to just implore those who tune in and those who are going to tune in 
to utilize that power that they have, that instinct for compassion and humanity and healing and peace and protection and to do whatever it is that comes natural to you and send that energy, send that will and that desire to our daughters. Yes, this is something that happens every day, but we're not privy to such details and visuals every day. The same way the media is not covering this, but it's the people who are utilizing the Internet that is covering this. Very few uh, venues have um, put anything out regarding this information. And I also wanted to say this. We're in a time of change, great change. And I don't like to put it where it's, um, you know, prophesizing uh, the end and doomsday and all that other kind of stuff. I feel we're in time of transition. And I've always known that when we hit the pinnacle of transformation, it will be the women who will be key in galvanizing all the resources and, and just the things that can be done to bring about balance. This is not to say that our brothers are powerless. I'm talking about the women utilizing their divine, feminine spirit and ability to create. It's not about your complexion. It's not about your ethnicity. I'm talking about the divine, feminine presence on this planet. And these are just one of the things that will show how when we come together in one common cause of restoring safety and balance to our children, the things that we create, that we bring forth, that there is nothing that we can't do. So this is really a crucial and critical time. What happened is a pivotal moment in what is going on right now and how this world is transitioning and changing. We can do something about this. I'm not saying that we'll have every single child returned home. We're talking about not only an incident that happened, we're talking about a culture. It's a way of life. That cultivates this type of thing. Uh, yeah. See, so like, like it was stated, this is not brand new. This is not about people that are being oppressed. There are practices in the name of religion and culture that go on all over this planet that unfortunately allow for the, um, <coughs> the female child to be regarded as chattel. Mm. And it's not just by men. There are women that have embraced this practice. I see. So you're not going to tell me that there's not some of those parents over there whose problem is they didn't get paid. It's not about the child being gone. Because some of those girls were being promised off anyway. That's true. To the highest bidder. 
we're talking about change on a larger scale. Yes, we want these children returned safely and wholly back to their homes, but we want to see change by way of how our children are regarded. Ashay. Ashay, speak, girl, speak. Well, so that's where we need to direct our energy, wholly and completely. We need to project the energy that is needed over there globally in our own backyards, in our own homes. It's time for us to take responsibility for our children. This cannot be something that is acceptable. This cannot be something that goes back under the rug. Even if these daughters are recovered, all eyes need to be on these cultures that slave trade these children as sex slaves, as commodities. It's horrific. It really is. And while everybody's going crazy over sports and racism and, you know, here in the States and just the foolishness, the foolishness, that energy can be taken and directed in a way where we can have effective change. And I'm talking about in the state in which you're in because there is a lot of people who feel, oh, well, you know, if you're not perfect, don't point fingers and mind your business and everybody be quiet. And that's not how things work, and that's not how we're going to bring about change. You can't wait until you are in a state in which you regard as perfect before you decide to reach out and help people. You work with the resources that you have. Those who are practitioners of spirituality and magic and things of that nature, no, you may not be where you want to be in these practices, but you're a practitioner no less. And I humbly implore you to direct whatever abilities it is that you have, be it through prayer, whatever religion you consider yourself. I'm not talking about your religion. I'm talking about the divine you, which is not defined by a book, a congregation, a coven, a group, none of that stuff. I'm talking about you, what you walk with every day, what cannot be taken from you. With all the books in the world and there was no Internet connection and you didn't have contact with your group, your clique, your club, your sisterhood, your brotherhood, whatever, I'm talking about you, the divine you the God or the goddess in you, whatever that may be, and however you tap into that, we need to think on a grander scale and think about the things that it is that we can accomplish. And I think that through compassion and love and positive intent, we can do something collectively and individually. So don't feel incapable because you're not the grand wizard so-and-so or uh, head of the order or whatever the hell it is that, you know, your group deems, you know, superior. 
or uh, capable. Yeah, there's no room for ego, is there? No, it's not at this point. Not at all. Not at this point, and and it's about one mastering oneself. As uh, spiritual practitioners, we encounter things every day. When I brought up the topic of being an unsuspecting magician, I'm talking about the person who taps into the oneness, the common thread that links all things universally. How is it that you, what you consider suspicion, what you consider instinct or um, premonition, you know, you don't regard yourself as a practitioner, but how did you know that? What made you go there internally and tap into something and know what to do, what to say, where not to go, different things like that. When I say magic, those are the type of things that I'm talking about. I reiterate, I'm not, I'm not talking about, you know, flying on a broom and whatever else Hollywood, you know, throws out to mm. people, you know, to desensitize them to their superior abilities. Okay, because we shapeshift. <laughs> we don't have to fly drones. <laughs> no, we do a lot of things. We astro project. There's a lot of things that we do. I'm going to share this story real quick so you'll understand what I'm talking about. When I say unsuspecting magician. I think Sherry's on the phone. Can we just give her a hi? Oh, um, greetings. God, is Sherry you on? Peace and love, queens. Love you. Love you, Sherry. Thank you for joining us. Yes, and then love we you have too. Nice and, oh, this is President oh, Monica. Melissa, Monica. greetings, goddess. I say. I was just getting ready to give um, a scenario, Sherry, regarding the unsuspecting magician um, to kind of give people an idea of what it is I'm talking about. Um Five years prior to meeting my husband, I wrote, I, I used to write a lot, a lot of poems and different things. Well, anyway, on this one particular evening, I remember it very well, I wrote a love letter. I had in my heart a feeling of loneliness and yearning for a kindred spirit and someone who could um, accept the love that I had and reciprocate it. So anyway, I sat down and I wrote this letter, and I signed the bottom of the letter, S-W-A. Now, I, at that time, I didn't know why I signed it. I was just compelled to sign S-W-A. Well, anyway, five years later, I was set up on a blind date, and I met this gentleman. And we kind of clicked right away, but I had a lot going on. I was in the midst of a divorce. So, you know, I was a little skeptical but I still entertained his company, and um, eventually, for me, I grew to love him, you know, and we started a relationship. And one day, you know, I was just staring at him, and he was talking, and then um, I think a friend had called him up, and they would, I was, you know, I kind of could hear the conversation going on in the background, but I heard the friend call him Swat. So I turned around, and at that moment, it was like an out-of-body experience. It was like, that's him, right? So I was saying, swat, and it just stuck in my mind. Well, a day later, 
I went digging through my old papers. I'm a, I'm a bit of a pack rat. So anyway, I went digging through my old papers, and lo and behold, here's this letter. And I read the letter, and I saw the initials SWA. So I uh, automatically I made the connection. When I spoke to him again, I said, why do people call you SWA? And he said, oh, it's short for Swahili, and he just gave me a background. So I said, I have a letter here, and I think it belongs to you. So I gave him this love letter that I wrote five years prior to meeting him, which was signed with his name. And that's what I'm talking about when I say magic, that we are magical beings. Yes, there are many different forms of magic and practice. However, one should never underestimate their ability to tap into a universal power and manifest things that they desire or to be an aid to the natural order of things. And we do this. Mothers do it with their children. We have instincts. We know somebody's in trouble, somebody's hurt. Um, just the different things, people that we love or you just have a feeling that something's going to happen or you're compelled to act in a certain way, dress in a certain way, talk in a certain way, walk. All the things in life that we take for granted, there is magic present in those things. And the, the greatest crime, I think, against human beings was when they were stripped of their knowledge, of their ability to manifest and be great and transcend the flesh. We are so much more than this body, this organism that we dwell within for this lifetime. And when you think outside the box, or rather you say there is no box, you become more equipped to tap into the things that you are kinship with. So, you know, it starts in your mind because the tools are all around you. Never feel inferior to someone who practices in their own way. Never feel inferior to someone who... I guess is a disbeliever, you know, and they feel that their religion or their faith is more tangible, hence their material possessions. Oh, my God is real because I have this Mercedes. I live in this big house. I have some money. You know, obviously what you're doing is not right. Don't essay, and I had to, I had to take my own advice with this one, don't, um, don't underestimate your abilities because you can heal someone else, but you have trouble healing yourself. Okay. These are all egotistical things. That's okay. your ego acting, and it's a hindrance. There are many things that I can do for people that I have not quite mastered doing for myself, which makes sense because I have more of a vested interest in the things that go on with myself intimately, so I might have more blockage. But when it comes to other people, I don't have those um, obstacles, you know, so I'm able to manifest a little bit more, and that's, that's something that one grows into. But I'll never not do something for someone else or never not attempt to heal myself because it doesn't, quote, unquote, make sense. 
Everything doesn't make quote-unquote sense. Depending on where your senses are coming from and what senses you're utilizing. So here we go back to these children, our daughters, who have been abducted, who have been sold off according to, you know, media reports, you know, who have been sacrificed and who have been used as sex slaves and... It's just horrific, and we have to do something. We as spiritualists, we can't sit on this. No. The time for sitting has come and gone. We got to send every every angel, every divine source, every Yami, every Orisha, every master, every ascended master, we got to send all the love right there. And whatever happens, we can't, you know, we can't look for it to be bad. We have to allow our vision of it to be good and to manifest exactly what we need to manifest. And I think that what you were speaking of is like a door open, you know. It's an opening of a door. Because this situation is not going to happen in that same way again. We got to shut down all the doors and avenues to get our young children and to put them to negative, you know, circumstances where they're slaves. In 21st century, everybody's ori should have been raised, their head should be raised to know that there is no slavery. When you enslave somebody, you enslave yourself. And these people are really going to have a difficult time dealing with, you know, surviving in the world because they're very survival count for them to raise their consciousness. And all the boys, not, you know, just these men in Boca Raton or wherever they are, what is that thing called, Boca Haram? I'm, I'm not sure of the pronunciation, but I'm, I'm, I'm listening and I'm thinking, what's to say that won't happen here? What's to say that's not happening here? It may not be 234 children at once in one area, but let's collectively sit down and look at what's happening all over this country with our children who are being abducted from the front of the house, from out of the yard, through corrupt government agencies seeking to meet a quota. What about our children who are in the hospitals who are not being treated properly, where we have medical malpractice and we're losing our children? All the different ways that we are losing our children. And I say our because, yeah, mine may be safe in the next room right now, but that doesn't detach me from the other mothers and children out there who are suffering As an empath, I feel that. I'm aware of what's going on. 
you know, I am very aware of what is going on, and I know I'm not the only one. So I say again, what can we do? What can we do, sisters? How can we use that power of the womb, which it permeates everything around us? That's it. Well, one thing we're, we just, got... we're just another extension of creation. We are creators. We are divine creators. What and can we, we got... do? There's so much more that we can do besides giving birth. The power doesn't stop there. Ashe. Ashe. Go, girl. Speak on it. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. We, I, I yeah, think we have to tap into that. Absolutely. You both are hitting on some nuggets there. We I have see. to understand and realize that we are definitely at war. <clears throat> and for those who think the war is just the wars that are going on in Iraq and all those other types of wars, you are sadly mistaken. Because all of the wars are coming out of the minds of, of human beings who are in darkness, who um, operate out of fear, and who have an agenda. And like my dear and, <laughs> excuse me, Eva, Dia said, it is up to us to put a certain type of energy out there and to really recognize, 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 recognize our power to effectively make a change in the world. Like my dear said, and Ia, prayers are extremely powerful. Intentions are extremely powerful. So you cannot believe that you have nothing to do. Like there's no type of way that you can help to address the situation. But if you are not recognizing that you have that power within yourself, mm-hmm. then you are just as guilty as the perpetrators that are That's perpetrating right. these crimes against these young girls. That's and right. And like they, like you guys are saying, these are crimes not on other people's children. These are our children. That's us. Whenever you see another child, that's you that you're seeing. So it's really up to us to put a different energy out there. I believe in parallel universes. I believe that subsequently while certain things are taking place, there's an alternative universe that exists Mm -hmm. in the universe that we can continue to magnify. That's right, and manifest. Yes, so that we, from our spirits and our yearnings, we can, we have the power to eradicate all of this. We truly do. It's as simple as understanding that we have that power. That's right. That's right. And it it has to, I'm not going to say it has to start somewhere because it has started. It started a long time ago. Mm-hmm. We're just at a new stage. We're evolving. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, take comfort in knowing that, no, we're not starting from scratch here. We've, we've been involved, evolving, you know, 
and our adversaries know that. That's why they step their game up. Mm-hmm. You have to be aware of what's going on. And this is not a show about doom and gloom. This is balance here, people. Because, yeah, we have the roses and the daisies and the skipping and the singing and the humming and love. It's all love, love, love. Okay. But, but as you can see, reality. people that are suffering, we're suffering, knowingly or unbeknownst. Our loved ones are. Our neighbors are. That's it. The animals, the life forms on this planet, things are out of balance, period. So you're not doing yourself or anyone else a justice by pretending these things don't exist. So you think out of sight, out of mind, out of mouth, and I don't have to worry about that. But that's not the reality of things. We're all connected. There can't be chaos next to you, and you think it's not going to affect you. Now, how you choose to actively bring about change and peace and balance, of course, it starts with ourselves, and then we extend that outward. So it begins inward, and we extend outward. You know, but at some point, you're going to... I say this, it's better to be active intentionally than to be an unwitting participant. And those that do not acknowledge that they are connected to everything Mm -hmm. are unwitting participants in life. Mm -hmm. And I know people do that out of fear, out of neglectliness. There's a lot of different reasons. Nevertheless, you get the same outcome. You do. Which is imbalance, chaos, delusion. You're delusional. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And I'm not telling you to embrace my reality. I'm talking about the all, not my interpretation of the all. And we all are capable of sensing that in which we are a part of. So just imagine if we collectively apply our uniqueness to this situation, whatever it is you can contribute as a practitioner, be it your prayer, if you got to use your beads, your crystals, your crucifix, whatever, Whatever you use to channel your divine self, whoever you decide to call on, do what you have to do, and you know, and let's let's make something happen here. I'll say, and you know, just standing at twelve o'clock noon and just praying to whatever spirit that guides your life, whomever, it doesn't matter because whomever you believe in, if you have faith in them, they manifest what you want them to manifest. But be clear, we're all going to the same direction, and that direction is towards love. So don't get it twisted and, you know, go and 
you know, not know that everything is love, even uh, harm is love, you know? It's two sides to every story. It's the duality of the situation. Because and that to, my, is- to my atheist, listen, get on your phone, write whoever it is you have to write, Get your marker, make a sign, go sit somewhere, squat, put up a tent, whatever. You too. I say. Exercise your power. They have a petition on the White House. I'm going to give you the, um, the, uh, it's White House, President Obama. And it is definitely, if you put it in, you'll find it. And it has a petition on there that really... Change.org has one as well. We definitely need to... All you have to do is put in, um, in any search engine, petition for Nigerian kidnapped girls. And you'll get the whole slew of them. Pick one. Pick ten, pick five, pick something. It's whitehouse.gov. And you just make an account and you you got to sign in, so you got to make an account so your voice could be heard. Create an account. And put your signature. We need 94,551 signatures for this to go down. So while we're praying, we're also putting our signatures there to let them know that we care that these children are being used as chattel. You know, we know. I know I come from a history of chattel. and, And it's time to release the hold the bullying, the power over structure onto people and allow them to manifest their, you know, their abundance. If it was their culture that they wanted to exchange the girls, you know, in a way that um, benefited the culture, you know, and they did it peacefully and everybody was in agreement, but just to steal children... That's so heartless and cruel, you know, because there's still places they have arranged marriages, you know, and that's culture. And we're talking about, we're talking about child brides. Yes. So we have six-year-olds being, you know, sold off as brides. Okay. I see. You know, and, and we know that, 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 that language is very deceitful and misleading. They're being sold as sex slaves. There's no such thing as a bride. No, I don't think so. You know, so matter of fact, um, you know, pardon me, I'm not even going to use the word child bride because I know it's a bunch of bull. Yeah. Created by the predators who engage in the practice to make it more acceptable. Well, you know, they also raping boys. So, I know. I, yeah, let me tell you. I'm 
fully aware of what is happening to these children under the guise of religion and culture. You know, it's happening here in our country. It's happening abroad. It's a global thing. Mm -hmm. I don't talk about it all the time, um, but I'm aware of it, and I do what I can in my world. You know, I don't know any other way to put it, but to try to be effective as a healing spirit, a nurturing spirit, a protective spirit of of children. That's you know right. what I'm saying? Me being a victim of that life as well. You know, so I'm very aware, and not just from an outside looking in. I lived it. My thing is just this, because everybody has their degree of how they can cope and deal and be productive. So I don't make it a point to ram it down people's throats all the time. You know what I'm saying? But I feel compelled at this moment with this particular incident to try and keep it alive because I feel like if the story dies down, so does the hope for these children in a particular case. The moment we put it down... Like we do yeah. every other hot gossip topic. Yeah. It'll be gone. It'll be gone. Exactly. I think we need to keep all eyes on the situation. You know, people don't like the eye. They like to operate in darkness. Yeah. You know, in the shadows. So when you shine light on something, sometimes, not every time, but sometimes, they are more inclined to cease and desist with the wickedness that they're doing at that moment. And that's what I'm hoping will happen. I lend my love, my support, you know, my energy to my sisters in Nigeria, to the mothers who are fighting for their daughter's return. I'm with them. I ask my ancestors who support me and guide me to help them. I see. You know, and this is what I can do, besides the petitions, besides making calls. And um, I'm also trying to do something here with my son's school where maybe we can get all of the children to write a letter to their government about how they would feel if it happened and what they would they would want help. The problem is there are a lot of parents who don't want their children, quote, unquote, subjected to this topic. I don't get it. But, that I mean, you know, this is their choice. So I'm trying to work something out now with um, a teacher as far as presenting it to the PTA. You know, this all takes a lot of time. But it's something. For those who do want to be active, how can we be active? You know what I'm saying? Because, no, it might not be appropriate for every child. I don't know how they're raised and what goes on in their home and things of that nature. But my thing is if um, if you can sit around and, and, and put on my child different religious practices and beliefs that I don't quite agree with, and you want to put sex education in the school based on your interpretation, how it should be taught, you know, if you want to teach my child about murder 
and capitalization via quote-unquote history books, why not... Why not put their great minds and energy and spirits to use in sending out healing energy to other children? That's true. But this is just the way I think. Right. That's <laughs> you right. You know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, I'm going to try and do what I can via the school, but, uh, you know, this is what's going on in my home. I can say that. Mm. And then also I'm doing my spiritual work. I'm putting in the work. It's exhausting, but I'm putting it in. And I would love to throw a blanket over my head and not tap into those children over there, but I am tapped into them. And I can sense the suffering of the Mm. mothers of the country, of the children, you know, the fathers. You know, it's horrific. It's just horrible. It is. Well, we got to wake up. Going on all over. You know, those who want to, you know, just my thing to you is because we all have a choice. And for those who like to continue to slumber, no, that's your choice. But for those of us who have made the change and the transition into evolving into our higher selves, you know, and tapping into the all, you know, know your power. Don't let anybody define your power and what you're capable of. You can do great things. You know, Sherry, I'm sure you have a wonderful quote from one of the many philosophers that you study. What? Give us a quote that refers to no matter how small a deed, it's still great in itself. What do you have for us? Mm-hmm. Well, I can't think of one offhand. Um, I'll have to come back on that one. Okay, because I know you quote scripture sometimes. Well, I have a Irish blessing that I received today that I would like to share because it's really beautiful. Okay. Was this this, um? Is this? pertaining to the fact that it's Beltane? Uh, you know what? I wasn't, like, uh, tuned into that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if it's Beltane. But I went to a uh, healing circle today. And these healing circles are wonderful, you know. We got to get together. We got to have the energy. We got to med- meditate. We have to have our vision connected so that we can see the beauty and to bring in the love that we have for one another. But this is only a blessing. It's called um, blessing. May the nourishment of the earth be yours. May the clarity of light be yours. May the fluency of the ocean be yours. May the protector, uh, protection of the ancestors be yours. And so may a slow wind work these words of love around you, an invisible cloak to mind your life. Ashe. Ashe. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, well, I do have one. It's very brief. But if you meditate okay. on it, it'll pretty much... 
encompass everything that we're talking about. As a matter of fact, it's one of my mantras that I use today. It's called San. It's a Sanskrit mantra. And anyone that's familiar with Sanskrit, it's the ancient Indian language. And San Kalpa means my intentions have infinite organizing power. Mm. So that means that whatever you intend, it's endless, the amount of resources, the amount of um, feelings, the amount of power, the amount of transformation, just everything that you can think of, there's power in intending something and putting that energy out there. Because the universe will bring back to you circumstances, resources, and people, and events that will actually help you to manifest what is intended. I say. So that's a pretty, that's a pretty powerful mantra. It really is. It really is. I say. We have another um Paula Orn, do you want me to open her line? Definitely. I say. Lafayette, Please. this is Ayeva Kamari. Please be How you doing? I say. I just needed to stand in uh, solidarity about this uh, issue with our daughters in Nigeria. Um, my daughter is a Nigerian girl, um, direct Nigerian lineage. And, you know, I mean, wherever you go, you know, one Nigerian girl, there's all Nigerian girls. And one black girl, there's all black girls all over the world. These are our daughters. And uh, as no matter where they are, you know, there's a war, as you mentioned. I'm sorry, I just came in, so I didn't hear the beginnings. I don't know if you said what I'm going to say, but there's a war against our daughters, against our girls, against us as women. We have got to stand together. We've got to own our power. We've got to reclaim our power. We've got to call on the mothers. We've got to call on the primordial powers of the universe. These powers are designed for divine justice, and this is what I'm calling for. As a mother, as I touch my womb, this is what I'm calling for, for these particular things uh, to happen. This doesn't make any sense. This is 2014, and yet we have girls who are taken and stolen out of their school and sold for $12. I mean, it, what, what, where is the outrage? Where That's is right. that outrage? Well, all of these right. brothers are running around talking about all this and that, um, uh, um, all these, these things. They care about them, but where are the men now? Where, where are the protectors? Where are the men standing up? I need to know. We yeah, have they, to they're talking about Sterling. That's what they're doing. They're, they're very concerned about Sterling. Who the heck is that? We already knew. I mean, what was it? That, 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 it's that they had to hear it in order for them to feel that it, it was valid. Yeah, it's, 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 it's tomfoolery is what it is. That's right. Yeah, you That's spend right. all your energy it's a di- being distracted it's a while our girls are being stolen. Right, that our girls are being stolen and raped right in this moment. But that's what you care about. That's right. You know, this is, right. this is, these are our daughters. These yeah. are our daughters. It could be anybody's daughter That's that right. could be taken. We, and how many people in this here. moment, 
Right. Oh, well, we won't even talk. What we talk about here, we're talking about what, 80, 60 to 80 percent of black girls are raped or are sexually assaulted before the age of 18. These are the statistics that are known. This isn't the stuff that's not reported. This is what is known. Mm-hmm. These are our statistics. Most black women have had some issue at some point with some type of sexual assault in their life. This is something we assaulted verbally by the music. We're assaulted That's physically, right. culturally. We're assaulted culturally. This is nonsense because our yeah. values are so, are so they don't value us. Our, our lives are so uh, 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 easy to throw away yeah. and disregard. We have to stand up. We We're do. not going, nobody's going to do it for us. Power. We have That's to stand right. up. I, when I found this out, I created a banner. I put it on my Facebook page. I put another banner on my profile page just to keep it aware. We've got to keep people aware of what is going on. That's right. And bring awareness. Saturday, they're wearing, I think, gay lace. You know, I'm calling really In New to York, wear yeah. for at least the month of May to wear something red on your head. Now, you might not have be able to wear a gay lady to work, but you can wear uh, 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 something, a head tie, a, right. a bow, a red ribbon at the top of your head. But we've got to wear, these are where we wear our crowns traditionally, and red is our power color. So, right. you know, these are some of the things that we can do to at least begin to bring awareness when they say, my goodness, why you have that red crown on? <laughs> and I don't care if it's That's a crown or a church hat. Well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. bring That's the right. awareness as of the power of women to the forefront of our conversations because our babies are dying, our babies are suffering, That's and it right. doesn't make any sense. We are the well, we look, are who we have to be the change that we want to see take place, right? Absolutely. So you know Absolutely. what? Let's show our brothers. Let's show our brothers how the mothers, their yes. mothers do it. Yes. yes. Yes, absolutely. Let's show them. You absolutely. know, let's, because a lot of brothers want to do something, they just don't know how to go about it. Well, let's show them how to go about that. the same way that they that. speak about any other injustice. <laughs> well, you, they and you see how misguided that is. Right, but that, right. I mean, so you see that where that gets posting that stuff. They don't have any problems posting apple booties. They don't have any problems posting those things. They can speak up against the things that they want to speak up on. Speak up. Well, I'm talking about the brothers who sincerely want to be of change. True. You know, but unfortunately, the only platform they had, which was the delusional, patriarchal platform that had been set before them since birth. So us, those divine feminine healing, primordial energies that we walk with. Let's sure. enlighten those brothers who want to be supportive and they sure. want to be protectors and providers. Let's show them how it's done because we know how it's done. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we have to do that because there's some really good brothers out there and they want to be of aid. They don't even know where to turn right now. They're sitting Absolutely. there dumbstruck. Absolutely. So we're going to show them. We're going to show them. You know, and it's not, it don't have to be about violence all the time. It's not about puffing no. out your chest. It's not about ego. No. We're going to show them what that motherly spirit. That, it's that, about um, being, you can that call down the spirit. 
Mm-hmm. That's right. You can call down the spirit. I mean, we have, within our bodies, we have a portal that's directly connected to the other side. We can call down those powers just through that. Our elder mothers can call down those powers. Our children, we can call them down. And that's the thing that we haven't done. I mean, we've always had praying grandmothers on some mm-hmm. level. And, I, you know, and I'm not big on you can pray to who you want to pray to, but pray for justice as far as I'm concerned in this situation. That's right. It's about praying, I mean, praying for justice in whatever form and calling on that justice um, by any means necessary to make sure that these girls are safe and that they are protected and by extension of them that all of our girls are safe and protected. That's right. Because if what happens to them happens to ours. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, I mean, there's people, there's girls being taken, um, college girls being taken away um, on these nice trips, tempted with these little nice, nice trips, and taken away and sold into slavery, too. Mm. But, these, see, they create these nice little new names for it so it doesn't come across as slavery. Like, exactly. Uh, human, That's what I'm human talking about, propaganda. Well, what the hell That's is right. that? <laughs> this is slavery. That's sex, right. Sex, sex traffickers or what else do they call it? They're, uh, 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 they're sex solicitors, but they don't necessarily come across as um, this is slavery. When I heard what happened to these daughters of ours, I didn't think to myself, I feel sorry for them and what is happening to them. I automatically internalized it as what mm-hmm. are they doing to us? Yeah. Yeah. It is. You know, but I had so many people that when they would talk to me regarding this topic, they would refer to our sisters and our daughters in Nigeria as if they were on another planet, another Mm -hmm. species. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, don't you see the connection between them and you? Today, them. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, you. Well, I mean, they're pushing the envelope. They want to see how far they can go because now, mm-hmm. in light of the of, of you know the internet now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people don't realize that when these things are done so openly, so blatantly, mm-hmm. with right. no repercussions, these mm-hmm. are, are messages to these monsters that mm-hmm. they have truly succeeded in pacifying the masses. Yes. Creating a complacent society to where yes. they can be violated every rich or which way and there's no repercussions. Because you yes. people don't realize the more you propagate the the horrors but you do nothing mm-hmm. about it, you right. and are, they continue on. It's gonna it's gonna get worse because there are no consequences. It's almost like saying, I see you, I hear you, I feel you and I accept what you're doing. Yeah. Exactly. I tell you, you know, what you what we're gonna to have to do, what's going to have to happen, um, you know, I'm like I was married to a Nigerian, I know Nigerians, not that all of them are the same, because they're not. Right. But um I do know that Nigerians speak one language and that's the language of money. Mm-hmm. And this is this is oil driven, this is political dri- politically driven, this is politics driven, which means that um, if you have to get their attention, you're going to have to get their attention through economic means. 
because that's the means that you're going to speak to. Now, there's all kinds of nice little political supports and so on and so forth, but we've got to identify the corporations that are funded by the international things, international oil corporations that come out of Nigeria. Mm-hmm. These are the people who have the power, the political power, to put pressure on something being done. That's how you. That's the only way that you're going to be able to make an impact mm-hmm. directly there. It's going to have to be through the money, on some level. Yeah, because there, there's, there's nothing. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. The government um, and the National Assembly are doing very, very little in Nigeria to address this issue. You know, they were posturing for a minute, you know, but the more it becomes more widely recognized, um, then the more they have to stand up. But until you're affecting their pockets, you yeah, know, we have to that, put that, sanctions that, on them. That, that's, that's, that, that's, that's, they need, that's they need the economical sanctions put on them. They do. You know, right. so there's some things which means that, A, we've got to find out American companies that are doing business with Nigerian companies. And once we find out those Niger- those American companies that are doing business with Nigerian companies, we put pressure on those American companies because well, you now know, it becomes an international issue, and by be- it being an international issue, it affects them too. Mm. But that's just my two cents. <laughs> well, the whole thing is that uh, one or two people hold all the wealth and power in Africa, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. So if they don't care, you know. But like the sister said, we care, so we're going to do something about it. And we Mm -hmm. can hit them in their pocket. There are a lot of things. She just brought something else to the table. So besides doing petitions and besides writing letters and trying to organize, you know, different things, that's something else that we need to get on. We need to find find out which American companies are dealing with these Nigerian corporations and put pressure mm-hmm. on them, put eyes on them. They don't want to be caught up in nothing messy. They're going to say, right. hey, do something about that. Right, absolutely. So, you know, the, so now we have a couple of things on the table that we can do. I'm definitely going to follow up on my end. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So that's something else. You see, that's solidarity. That's putting together our spirits, our minds, and we're going to apply our physical, and we're going to do some things. We're going to do whatever we can do. This is not the topic. This is not the hot topic for the week. Absolutely. we got to live this. It's the hot topic for the life. Okay. It is, because this is every day. Okay. I'm looking at... um, there, let's see, there's a Nigerian consulate in Atlanta, Georgia. Then mm-hmm. um, there's a, uh, I'm, I'm looking for some of the investment stuff, so I'm looking under Google for Nigerian companies or American companies in, in business with Nigeria and some of these relationships. So these are some of the things that, you know, we can touch into who is involved with X, Y, and Z. Um, if there's a Nigerian consulate, in the United States, and that's those who you need to go talk to, <laughs> mm-hmm. or at least you know start start finding out who are these people, and let them know this is not a small issue. This is not something we can just lay down. We can't let those girls down. So let me ask you this, sis: What do you think about should I be able to get together some parents 
and maybe even um, get it something that is, you know, worked into the school where we can get these letters written up. What do you think about us going down to the Nigerian consulate and the American consulate here in Atlanta and submitting our letters? I say. I say. I think that's a doable thing. That's absolutely doable. That's, I mean, we can do little things, but the more that we do, the more that they become aware that we're paying attention. We're watching. Yeah, I'll be consistent. You know, we're watching. It, it, it becomes, you know, find out what you can do in your city, in your small area to make mm-hmm. it known. And, mm-hmm. you know, each little bit counts, you know. Every little bit comes together. And as it builds, find out what's going on. So I'm going to make it my business to find out what companies I can um, are involved with Nigerian companies and trade with Nigerian companies and what um, embassies or who are the people who are in charge. Nigeria is huge in the United States. There are Nigerian, corp- uh, um, there are Nigerian uh, organizations. And I know it's strong in Atlanta because I used to live in Atlanta, and that's where my husband um, um, lived. Um, so the major cities all have Nigerian business councils on some level or Nigerian organizations. But these are the people who have some influence because these are the people who are also sending money home. They're still very much mm-hmm. involved in what's going on at home on some level. So at some point, and the Nigerians here are pretty much the ones with money to do something. Right. Well, I, I'm going to ask you this. Whatever information you come up with, can you please share it with me um, via my Facebook page, which is Nadia, N-A-D-I-A, Amunet, A-M-U-N-E-T, Hotep, H-O-T-E-P, Clayhar, C-L-A-H-A-R. We're friends. I got you. I'm Sadi. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to share that with all my other pages. Okay. (laughs) And I'm going to go hard with this info and and what it is because, um, you know, this is, is, like you said, this is something that we we can't let them down. We can't let them down. He at least has to say something. <laughs> I just want to... This could be any of our daughters. I mean, really. Yeah. I have two daughters. I have two granddaughters. This could be any of our daughters. I'll say. I'll say. There's so little power that women have, especially in certain areas of Nigeria, they have no power. They're under customary law, and they have no power. They have no say. They have the, their babies can be taken at the drop of a hat. There, a lot of people don't know the political climate underlying what's going on and the things that are going on. These women have nothing. All they can do is cry. They have no power. Mm. Except that. Except that when they get mad enough, in history they've been known to go to war with everybody. Mm, that's right. There is a uh, there's a history in the Igbo. These aren't ethnic Igbo women, but there's an Igbo women's war that happened years ago when the colonialists came, and the women went to war with Britain. The women. It's called the women's war. So this is also the history in Nigeria 
um, of women going to war against Britain, against the colonialists. I mean, took it to the streets, went to war. And a lot of people don't know that, but um, these are the, and these ancestors that are now, these are the ancestors that we have have to call forth. But these women right now, they don't have a lot of power until they come together. Mm -hmm. Until they come together. And I think this might be the thing to piss everybody off. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's why I said this might be what galvanizes all the resources. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and and you know, people say enough is enough. The sisters say enough is enough, and they recognize their power. Right. And we come together in solidarity, and the same way we bring forth life through our womb, we will invoke change and life on this planet once again. Absolutely. I say. I say. Well, I'm definitely going to be in Atlanta in May, so I look forward to getting with you and doing something, and I'm also going to be doing things on my page, because we cannot let it die. We just can't let it just go. You know, girls are treated messed up all over the world. What is going on? Something's wrong with that picture. Yeah, I agree. And we're not alone. We're not alone in our thoughts and our feelings and our intent. By any means. So I feel very confident that something is going to be done about what's happening. Absolutely. Uh, so I have to go. I just wanted to say that. Thank you for letting me talk for a little bit. Thank you for gracing us once again with your positivity, your loving energy, your healing, powerful invoking energy that you share. This is my second time speaking with you. And and just it's just as profound as the first time. I say. <laughs> so let's let's do this. You'll hear from me. You will hear from me. We gotta redo our um show that we had to postpone. So we will hear from you. Absolutely. That is that's perfectly fine. May should look a lot better than April. My uh, dearest my dearest mother, sister, everything crossed over and, and I wasn't able to make the show and um you know, so May should be absolutely fine. And um just let me know which day that I'm there. Well, we are saddened by your loss and we lift your friend up to heaven and we say Cheers, and may she arise during her time of need, Ashe. Thank you. Ashe. Ashe. So until we talk again. Ashe. Yes, Any, I think we've already went 19 minutes over the show time. People oh, probably okay. up. But this was a bad, bad show. Say, hey, girl. <laughs> worked it out. I say. Thank you, everybody who joined us this evening and those who are going to be listening in later on. Thank you for your energy, your collective positive projection. Um, Bia, I'm going to let you give them the info as far as when they can catch us. And um, 
Oh, I'm going to, I got to, you know, I got to hang up. I got to get with my little ones right now. I'm, like you said, we're 19 minutes over, and I can hear them running amok. But, um, again, Sherry, Melissa, Hia, everybody, just everyone, everyone, thank you again for joining us, and we will definitely talk more next week at 8 p.m. on Thursday. Yes, thank you for exposing this. And everyone um, doing it, posted on Facebook so that we could raise the awareness of the people. Sherry, can you share um, what's coming up with Mind, Body, and Soul next week? Next uh, <coughs> <thank> week. <coughs> Excuse me. I have allergies, guys, and that's why I'm under the weather somewhat. Mm. Next week, the show will be called how to allow yourself to be moved by the flow of divine spirit. You can tune into that show Wednesday, 8 p.m. You can call 215-383-3903, or you can listen via Internet on blogtalkradio.com under Mind, Body, and Soul Connections. Thank you, ladies. Love and light, Sherry. I say yes. I really enjoyed the the one you put up. uh, How to protect yourself from electromagnetic energy? Very good. Very good. Very good. Yes, all all praise is due. (laughs) You know, to the higher power can um, definitely um, help to share that type of information. Um, because that's what it's about. It's about sharing information that we wouldn't normally privy to. I'm grateful for the speaker who shared that information with me. Well, that is a blessing. I say. I say. Yeah, I have to go. I'm going to ask that you close us out. Oh, well, I was waiting for you to close us out. I just... Go. Uh, you usually say, uh, you know, your your peace and love. Well, peace and love and light to everyone. And again, I thank you for joining us and those who are going to join. I send um, greetings and gratitude to you for your lended energies, for positive change and self empowerment. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, again, I can be reached on Facebook at Nadia. Amunet Hotep Clayhar on Facebook. Um, also, you can pull us up through the Yoruba House of Worship on Facebook and also Dawn of Divinity on Facebook. Feel free to send any messages. <clears throat> if you are interested yeah. in any metaphysical work, reading, tinctures, oils, potions, um Anything you can think of, if you have any questions or you're interested in our services, feel free to inbox us and somebody will get back to you. Um, My email address is Nadia, N-A-D-I-A, number four, eternity, at gmail.com. You can also email me um, if for some reason you can't reach us through Facebook because we know they're not always reliable. And um, I think that's about it. Did I, Ia? Can you give the the number and the time for the show? Oh. I'm not in front of. Oh, that's okay. The number is three nine seven 
I'm sorry, three four seven nine eight nine oh one eight oh. And um just stick with us eight o'clock next week. Next Thursday we'll be on again. Thank you so much. We're now doing reading, so please contact uh, Nadia or myself and get with us. We will hook you right up into the sunshine. Ashe. Ashe. Love and light, peace. Ashe. In itself, that old black magic that you weave so well.